gathering for the Magnificat Revolution, an Advent benefit for our beloved Friends Religious Coalition for Nonviolent Durham. Tonight will be a night filled, of course, with beer and merriment and music, and I encourage you and ask you, please go get food and drink throughout the evening. We are a very casual community, so go up and refill anytime you would like. But more importantly, tonight will be a time for us to remember the violence that continues to permeate our city, the broken systems that perpetuate this violence, the structures that often make it impossible for families to be supported during the most perilous times, and to celebrate the lights in our city shining in the darkness, religious coalitions for nonviolent Durham, a nonprofit rooted in love and relationship who intentionally walked alongside all of those dealing with violence and the penal system firsthand. Tonight, we also find ourselves in the midst of Advent, a season of waiting and expectation, waiting for Emmanuel, God with us, the Christ child to come into our world as light, as word, as revolutionizer. And this Advent, as Nais Wade, we've been waiting, expecting, and preparing through the lens of Mary, mother of Jesus, who sang a song of revolution known as the Magnificat, or Mary's song, which can be found on the back of your bulletin. And this song proclaims that God extends, performs, scatters, brings down, lifts up, fills, sends away, helps. And God is not helping out those in power, so much so that Magnificat has been banned by those in power on three different occasions in the last century, in India, in India during British colonial rule, in Guatemala in the 1980s, and in Argentina after the Dirty War, out of fears that Magnificat's apparently subversive message might incite revolution. Mary sings a song of revolutionary hope that terrifies most powers that be, for she proclaims an upside-down world, a radical and pervasive change, a canticle of the turning, a moment in history she will be a part of, as she bears Jesus, God incarnate. And though we find ourselves waiting this Advent season, in what many would call a perilous, hard, painful time, the powerful thing about the Magnificat is that it's already in action. The canticle of turning has already begun over 2,000 years ago. And we see that turning in Durham, a radical and pervasive change playing out today through the work of religious coalition for a nonviolent Durham. And that is why we at Emmaus Way want to come alongside and support what they do. For they live into the reality that God indeed is on the side of the brokenhearted. Deep love overcomes hate and violence in our world. And relationality with all persons matters. And so we gather tonight for good music, fear, and merriment, yes. We also gather to be reminded of the power of the Magnificat, to be reminded of the transformative work in our city through religious coalitions, to be reminded that we belong to one another, to be reminded that we are all invited into this work, this Magnificat revolution, a radical, pervasive, pervasive justice-filled, love-drenched, changing, canticle of the turning moment, now and forever. But before we go any further, you need the bathrooms? They're in the yeah. back tonight. I forgot to say that. 
But we are so glad you're here. We are so glad to be celebrating Religious Coalition and to be thinking about the Magnificat and how we are called to enter in. We are going to begin tonight by doing that through the lighting of our Advent wreath, which we do every week at Emmaus Way. now reach the third week of Advent. As a part of our observance each week, we light the candle on the Advent wreath. We started the first week by lighting a candle of expectation, emphasizing that we regularly look forward to a future event that has yet to arrive, but also recognizing the reality that expectation isn't always a positive one. Last week, we emphasized hope, which clarifies the posture of our expectation. Since our expectation rests in the arrival of Jesus, the one who shows us who God is, what God is like, and what God's world can be like, we are able to look to the coming of the Incarnation with hope. And now we have reached the third week of Advent. This week we emphasize the reality of illumination as we decidedly turn from expectation to celebration. Tonight, more candles on the wreath will be lit than will be unlit, and our hopefulness and confidence grow as we see the promise of Advent unfolding. With tonight's candle, we celebrate the imminent arrival of Jesus and express gratitude for how the revelation of Jesus is illuminating our lives. When faced with the impending arrival of the Christ child, our world is illumined in a completely different way, lit anew by the Spirit. In this new light, we see the people around us in new ways, not as enemies, competitors, or persons to be feared, but as our brothers and sisters. Religious Coalition for a Nonviolent Durham illumines our city and our world through their mission to prevent and rectify the injustice and violence that segregates our city and diminishes our humanity and helps us see one another as brothers and sisters. And so, tonight, our illumination shall come from the physical light of the Advent wreath, but also from the revolutionary light manifested in the work of Religious Coalition for a Nonviolent Durham, who reminds us what the coming of Jesus Christ is all about. Transformational, restorative justice, and radical, hospitable, unending love. And so, as we light the third candle of illumination along with our candles of expectation and hope, we declare and celebrate that there is a light shining in the midst of our worship gathering, changing us as we come together to celebrate. I want to take just a moment as we get going on our songs of expectation or songs of preparation here. I'm going to take a moment to introduce this wonderful, wonderful group of musicians that I have the immense pleasure of playing with tonight. Uh, on my left here is Mr. Doug Largent playing organ tonight. Then next we have Mr. Tim Carlos on guitar, Mr. Jeff Crawford on guitar. On double bass back there we have Billy Feather, and we also have Casey Toll. So two wonderful basses tonight. We have Paige on on cello <laughs> it's like a big violin but she sits down when she plays it <laughs> we have Dan Hall on drums and we have Skylar Kudatz on keys tonight and my name is Mark um, it's been a wonderful year of music for us at Emmaus Way I'm so thankful for each of you Every, everybody that's playing tonight has played with us at some point uh, this year many of you multiple times um, I think of I think of what a powerful year musically it has been uh, 
from the standpoint of even the things you guys have, have done. Skylar released an album this year that I, is one of the best albums of the year, undoubtedly, as far as I'm concerned. Um, if you haven't gotten a copy of that, I recommend it. Uh, Casey's band that he's in, one of like 15 bands that Casey is in these days, it seems like. Uh, Mount Mariah also released an album this year, also a very, very good album. So check these people's music out. Everybody that's here plays and records all over the Triangle area, and I encourage you to look them up and, and uh, find out where they're playing. Um, tonight, I'm so, so thankful for each of you because uh, you guys bring so much joy, uh, so much illumination to us as a community at Emmaus Way, and I always feel like I learn uh, so, so much from listening to the music that you guys bring as well as uh, playing along with you when I have the chance to. So we're going to start out with a song that uh, Skylar's going to bring to us, a Joni Mitchell song called River. Um, what I want to point out is this first group of songs is this sort of like preparation or, or uh, time of expectation. The reason an expectation can exist is because there is a sense that not all is right with the world, that, that not all is as it should be, um, that we have, uh, if we live in the already and the not yet, these first uh, group of songs really speak to the not yet part uh, that I think we have to honestly deal with if we're going to enjoy um, and understand the joy of this season. We have to be honest about the places that we see brokenness too. So here's a wonderful song, River.
Yeah. 
This comes from a poem. I believe it's a Longfellow poem, I think. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Uh, that was written, was written right around the time of the Civil War, uh, which I really thought about wanting to do uh, this week because with all kinds of events of the fall and I still think of uh, the ways that we seem so divided as a people, uh, I'm reminded that uh, there was once a time uh, in this nation's history where, uh, where we took up arms against one another and, and had bloodshed. And um, I, I hope that somehow this song can, can speak to a, a, a chance of, of, of hoping for hope.
see so many beloved faces alongside so many new ones. Um, it's a great crowd for this event tonight. We're really, really happy you're here. Um, feel free also to, yeah, use this as an opportunity to grab some snacks. This tie is totally out of character. We really are very casual. So, you know, I, I'm up here partly because, you know, now you should sense a, a pause to go grab some food and snacks. Um, but I did want to take some time while you're doing that. Um, in the midst of tonight's benefit event, we want to hear from the folks of Religious Coalition um, some about the beautiful work that they do and where tonight's proceeds will go to. And I'll turn, them, turn it over to them in just a minute to do that. But first, just want to say a little bit about who us, as a Mace Way, why are we doing this event and, and what this practice means to us as a community. It means a great deal. I mean, to put it simply, this is a night for us to celebrate and to give away. Um, 
Advent's the start of a new liturgical year for us. We like the idea that the church operates on a different rhythm than the rest of the world on purpose. And so in this time, these four weeks, we're thinking very much as a church community about the darkness in our world and expectantly awaiting God to show up in light at Christmas. And so this benefit evening is our way of marking that new year um, and, and of giving away a normal evening for us to an organization we love and having a blowout celebration of and for some things that are very, very dear to us. One of those things is music. As Mark said, Way has always been committed to supporting, employing local professional musicians. They make a, they're a gifted part of our community and they, they gift us weekly. Um, and we don't do all this just because we think music is nice and beautiful. People like to hear it, so maybe they'll come if we have great musicians. We do it because we think that art and music reopen our eyes to see fundamentally differently about what is true in the world. Things that are broken, things that are whole, and how God is surprisingly at work in the midst of those two. The second thing we're celebrating tonight is mission. As a community, we believe very much that God is at work. We also believe that our role in that work is not necessarily to initiate and command, but rather to discern and join. And so we we partner with organizations in our Durham community, and Religious Coalition is one of those. And these people seem to be on to some things that are fundamentally true about the world, but they also seem to be on to some things that are fundamentally beautiful. Probably as much as the music that we're hearing tonight. In fact, it sometimes seems as if Religious Coalition folks are giving us something worth singing about. For example, they are reminding us that for many, songs of joy and peace fall hollow in the face of very real loss. They remind us that the rebel Jesus was someone who hung out with all the wrong folks and talked a great deal about loving enemies and freeing captives and was ceremoniously executed by church and state authorities. They remind us that peace on earth is not just sweet, but it's a little wild as well. And it needs to be pushed back. It needs to push back hard against hate. And they remind us that our search for mirth and beauty needs to be accountable to the frail forms of the door. Perhaps especially because there are frail forms inside the door as well. And possibly because we were all too frail to look and see and be with the folks we put outside the door in the first place. So Religious Coalition reminds us of all those things. There's a beautiful wrapping together for us as a community tonight. I hope you're seeing that too. But I don't want to go on any further. I want to let Marsha Owen come up and tell us a little bit more about Religious Coalition and what they're up to. And she's going to introduce us to Marion, I think, as well. Thank you. Wow. I don't know what else to say. So thank you. That's so beautiful. Um, I guess um, I can say we're the same person. Um, Everything that has been said earlier is who we are. Um, And this music. Thank you, beautiful artists. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Mark. Um, There's two things that make my molecules buzz. And that is art and justice. Some people would call that truth and beauty. 
And one of the reasons that um, I love the Religious Coalition so much and I love being here today with you is that there are many, many things that we cannot make happy. And murder, and violence, and separation, and fear, and, and isolation are the ingredients of that unhappiness. But the coalition lives the truth that that which we cannot make happy, we can make beautiful. And you are making beautiful beauty tonight. And so thank you. Because when we speak of beauty, um, there is healing in that. But when we speak of justice, so often there is no healing in that. That we can have a love of justice that can mean we execute people, that we can imprison people, that we can judge them, that we can be superior to others. Well, we believe in the Religious Coalition in the justice of love, in the justice of God's love. And that is what I find in Emmaus Way in two fabulous faith teams. Drew Dahl is here, coordinator of the Religious Coalition Reconciliation and Reentry Ministry. Thank you, Drew, for your beautiful faith. And thank you, Emmaus Way, for two faith teams. Um, and thank you all for, uh, for coming and being, being with the unhappiness of violence and just being at our vigils. I invite you all to just show up, know nothing, and expect healing. And to come to our community luncheon, which is on the fourth, fourth Thursday of every month, um, except this month because it's Christmas. <laughs> but January will begin. And uh, we have Ruthie Jones, who is our coordinator, Religious Coalition coordinator for our vigil ministry and for our community luncheon ministry. And thank you, Ruthie, for being here. But most of all, I want to re recognize my friend, Mary Bailey, who I've known for many, many years. I must just want to tell. We won't tell. We won't tell. Um, over a decade. Uh, we met when we were so young. And... Um, Marion was the convener of the Antioch Baptist Church faith team, and it was a joy beyond belief to be in ministry with you. And then last year, her son, and I'll let you tell the story, her grandson um, was shot and killed. And she, like so many families in Durham, applied for the North Carolina Victims' Compensation Fund. They give families $5,000 to help with burial expenses if your loved one has been murdered. But they also decide, based on certain records, police record and stuff, um, that they can also deny families that compensation. And that happens way too often. And so we have just inflicted harm where harm was immeasurable. And we just added some more. And that is not the way of God. That is not the justice of God's love. And so it is my pleasure to introduce Miriam because whatever you all feel the Spirit tell you to um, donate, gift to the coalition, every penny will go to burial expenses, tombstones, whatever a family needs who has been denied compensation from the North Carolina Victims Compensation Fund. So this is the circle of love where just everybody gives a little, 
we can have so much. And this is a place where when things are not happy, we can make them beautiful. So it is my pleasure to introduce you to Marion Bailey. And I will hold that for you so you can. Thank you. Good evening to all of you. First, I give honor to God who's first in my life. And I am very humble, so is my family. My daughter has not moved to the point where she can speak in public yet. I ask that her name is Allison. I ask that you would pray for her. But I thank God for people just like you. Because when we started this journey, I always partnered with the Coalition for Nonviolent Dermot and with Parents for Murdered Children. But June the 11th of 2015, my grandson was murdered. Someone laid in ambush and shot him. They had assault weapons that fired 25 times. And to have to just deal with that. I can't even tell you what that feels like. But you go to places where you're supposed to be able to get assistance because um, you need psychological counseling and it's expensive. So those funds are supposed to cover that stuff. But more often than not, people are denying, not just me, People are denied for no reason. And I wanted to know why. And you know what the process is? I get to appeal to the appeals court in the state of North Carolina <coughs> to find out why he was or my daughter was denied. But aside from that, I just thank God for people like you who have compassion. People will say, it's six months move on. Not going to happen. Because you're constantly victimized in a court. But God put people, music, Ruthie, Reverend Tammy, Marsha, and people just like you in place to help those families and give and we go to court every three months to hear nothing. But what I say to you is pray sincerely and all of it for those families of they need your help. Financial is good, but pray for them. You may not know their name. Call their names out because God knows it. And if we seek his face, God can change some of the stuff that's going on in Durham. The violence must stop. And I just thank you all for even considering, just humbling, I'm just humbled that you would even consider trying to do something for people like us. And as I say, it's not just me. I meet people in our meetings, our prayer circles, night after every week when we meet there, weeping, wailing, 
no help, don't have money to get counseling. So you, you, they're stumbling around. But I do, I thank you guys. I pray God's blessings on you. When you are out of my sight, I will pray for you always. And I will think of you often. But I thank God for each of you tonight. And the music was beautiful. That music settles and it soothes broken hearts. And if we could get more of that kind of music spread out around the world, we probably have missed balance because it's very, very soothing to the spirit. And I just thank God for you. And my family also thanks you for considering us and for anything that you do. We appreciate it. And more than anything else, just pray for us that God's going to keep lifting us up. He's going to keep causing us to get up every morning refreshed to make one more step. Thank you. And before I go, this is my grandson. And I wanted you to kind of put a face to the name. His name was Javon Graves, a peacemaker, the kind of person that always want to keep peace, always wants you to laugh. He comes into the outings and, oh, is it, what's going on there? You know, ain't nothing happening. I don't hear no music. Ain't nobody talking, nobody laughing. You know, he was just a peacemaker, one of those people that would laugh and walk away. Don't want trouble. I'm just going to walk away. And he tried to instill that in others. And just unfortunate, the person who murdered him had ne didn't know him, had never had words with him or anything. Just another senseless killing. But I thank God for him because he was a peacemaker. And I don't have to worry about where he is because when he got killed, he stopped to try to help somebody and to try to bring peace. So I know where he is. But I did want you to see his face so that when you hear Javon Devante Graves, that you will be able to put a face to the name. Thank you. Thank you, Marsha. My pleasure. You know I love you. I love you. We love you. Marsha, Marion, I can't add anything to that except to say that we're going in tonight to something we did last year that seemed right to do then, it feels right to do again, um, a time of remembrance for all those killed in Durham this year, 2016. We feel like this is important to be present, to hear, to listen, to put a name with an event we're going to have folks read those names now. Nicholas Bell, 25, shot January 3rd, 2016. Latanya Denise Morris, 37, shot January 4th, 2016. Jose Giovanni Julian Rodriguez, 25, shot January 15th, 2016. Luis Del Tora, 36, Stabbed February 13, 2016. David Pounds, 15, shot March 8, 2016. Simon Saheed Lewis, 23, 
shot March 16, 2016. Larry Alford, 40, shot March 25, 2016. Brenda Whitaker, 34, shot March 25, 2016. Insert Garrett Harrison, 21 years old, shot April 4, 2016. Courtney Garner McDougall. 25 years old, shot April 22nd, 2016. Christopher Alexander Turner, 26 years old, shot April 14, 2016. Jonathan Miles, Mile Mile Pittman, 8 years old, felony child abuse, March 26, 2016. Jabari Terrell Bailey, 27 years old, shot April 25, 2016. Lopez 57 years old, shot April 27, 2016. Kevin Bowling, 33 years old, shot May 14, 2016. Dwayne Greer Sr., 50 years old, shot June 11, 2016. Dwayne Greer Jr., 18, shot June 11, 2016. Donald Fields Sr., 54, stabbed. June 26, 2016. Reginald Carter, 35, shot June 28, 2016. Reginald Cole, 50, shot June 30, 2016. Andre Vaughn, 19, shot July 20, 2016. Alejandra Gonzalez Mejia, strangled January 12, 2016. Jamie Nathaniel Down Daniels, 33, shot July 16, 2016. Kevin David Powell, 21, shot July 18, 2016. Cedric Page, 53, beaten June 17, 2016. Gerald Bollard, 21, shot August 4, 2016. Amir Suleiman, 46, shot August 11, 2016. Jalen Thompson Johnson, 16, shot September 12, 2016. Larry Donald Owens, 34, shot September 12, 2016. Erica Desiree Downey, 25, shot September 19, 2016. Antoine Bernard Troublefield, 33, shot October 18, 2016. Eric Gray, 33, shot October 20, 2016. Demaria Fennell, 17, shot November 1st. 2016. Zaki Harrell, 20, shot November 10th, 2016. Javon Burt, 29, shot November 21st, 2016. Frank Nathaniel Clark, 34, shot November 22nd, 2016. George Beeman, 50, shot November 27th, 2016. Jamon Lee Alston, 22, shot November 28, 2016. Cesar Yanez Ortiz, 24, shot November 29, 2016. Augustus Brandon Cornelius, 18, shot December 9, 2016.
There are no uh, spoken words I can think of that would adequately express uh, the experience of hearing those names read. So I hope that these sung words can do something for us. My life flows on in endless song Above the earth lamentation I hear the real though far off him that heals a new creation Through all I hear its music ringing It sounds an echo in my soul How can I keep from singing?
Blessed me. 
like this uh, this song a lot because I defy anyone to tell me what it actually means <laughs> I mean look at this thing <laughs> I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas day look at this verse it says they sailed into Bethlehem Bethlehem has no water there's not a sea in Bethlehem there's no way a ship could sail there all we really know is that it, it's an old English carol and um at least some historians uh, have posited the idea that, that the bread that everybody ate all through the Middle Ages, because they didn't have any way to preserve it, just had a bunch of mold in it, and, uh, which produced these like hallucinogenic sort of effects. So there's some belief that all the art of the Renaissance and the Enlightenment was all because of this moldy bread. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But I like the song. Join with us. Ah. 
bells on earth did ring on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. And all the bells on earth did ring on Christmas Day in the morning. All angels in heaven did sing on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. All angels in heaven did sing on Christmas Day in the morning. song that I actually think is a little more complicated than maybe we give it credit for because I think if we take it too literally maybe we deny the humanity of Jesus in a way that maybe it wasn't particularly a silent night perhaps there was a lot of pain there was a lot of a lot of smell a lot of frustration there was no place to have a child and yet the song is still really beautiful to me and it feels hard to me to have Christmas without it. Just love this melody. Virgin. 
which is to say there is no place, this blessing does not long to cry out and lament, to weep its words in sorrow, to scream its lines in sacred rage, which is to say there is no day, this blessing ceases to whisper into the ear of the dying, the despairing, the terrified, which is to say there is no moment. This blessing refuses to sing itself into the heart of the hated and the hateful, the victim and the victimizer, with every last ounce of hope it has, which is to say there is none that can stop it, none that can halt its course, none that will still its cadence, none that will delay its rising. None that can keep it from springing forth from the mouths of us who hope, from the hands of us who act, from the hearts of us who love, from the feet of us who will not cease, our stubborn, aching, marching, marching, until this blessing has spoken its final word until this blessing has breathed its benediction in every place, in every tongue. Peace, peace, peace. Through the singing of the Magnificat, Mary began an invitation for those of us, then and now, who have mouths who hope, hands who act, hearts who love, Feet who will not cease are stubborn, aching, marching to enter into the revolution of the incarnation, the transformative realities of what Emmanuel, God with us, means in this world. Mary proclaims truth in a world where guns, knives, and swords will be turned into plowshares where hatred and bigotry will be replaced with love and acceptance, where the proud will be lowered and the lowly will be lifted up, where the hungry will be filled with good things and the rich will go away empty-handed, where that which can't be made happy can be made beautiful. Mary proclaims truth in a world where violence does not have the last word, but in every place, in every tongue, peace, peace, peace shall be proclaimed. And tonight we saw a glimpse of that peace, that hope, that love, that belief in the inbreaking of the revolution through our music, through the narrative shared, through the remembering of 40 lives lost. And now, through the gathering around the open table. At Emmaus Way, we gather around the open table week after week, believing it is when we gather at the open table in relationship with one another, breaking bread and pouring wine and mulled wine at Advent, that this vision of the Magnificat Revolution, this vision of Emmanuel, God with us, more fully becomes reality in our lives and in our world. Our open table has no limits, no set of doctrine you must believe or set of boxes you must check to come around. All are welcome. 
all races, sexualities, genders, religions, economic statuses, academic pedigrees, beliefs, or lack thereof. Our table is rowdy and chaotic, intentionally so. We serve one another, we hug one another, and we see the sacredness in one another. And through this act, through the practice of the open table, we announce to one another in the world that the world is, in fact, about to turn. The Magnificat Revolution has indeed come, and we are invited to enter in. And tonight, one practical way we invite you to enter in is on this table, you are going to find cards that we are calling Cards of Love Revolution, I think was the phrase we came up with. And we want you to take these cards as the size of a credit card. We want you to take them and put them wherever you want, in Durham or whatever city you come from. They fit perfectly in the card reader at gas stations. They go perfectly on a windshield. Perhaps you hand them to a stranger. Perhaps you give it to a friend where this season is always painful. Our hope is that through these cards, through this one act, we may begin to enter into the revolution and tell the world that love and peace and hope and beauty do, in fact, trump all hate, bigotry, and hurt in our world. So we invite you to the open table after our song of benediction. There will be a host behind the table to help you if the words chaotic and rowdy stress you out. <laughs> um, it really is a beautiful, sacred time, and we invite all of you to come. But here now, our benediction, a song of hope from our musicians. It is a wonderful time. It was 10 years ago that I met my wife at the open table at Emmaus Way, so you never know what might happen, folks. Just <laughs> greet each other with a holy kiss or something, I don't know.
We have food, we have wine, we have fellowship, we have friends, we have family, we have love, grace, mercy. Stay, eat, drink, be merry.